0: Hi, I'm Chris Apolito, and welcome to the Get Coached podcast, where I'm documenting my journey from employee to entrepreneur while featuring the coaches that are helping me along the way. Each episode, these coaches provide actionable advice to help me and you, the audience, find more success as entrepreneurs. I invite you to join the journey so we can go and grow together. This is episode number seven of the Get Coached podcast and this episode I sat down with Nicole Prentice who has been featured in entrepreneurial magazines and collaborated on a book awarded an Amazon bestseller called The Secret Diaries of a Female Entrepreneur. Nicole used to work in the corporate world and was very dedicated to wanting to get out of that so Uh, And she did. So now she helps other women escape the corporate world uh, should they have that desire at NicolePrentice.com. And that's what we talked about. We talked about how to find your first profitable business idea so that you could escape from the corporate world if that's what you're looking for. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Nicole Prentice. Hi Nicole.
1: Hi Chris. How are you? I'm well. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. So welcome to the Get Coach podcast. Um, so I figured we'd jump right into kind of what what you we're going to talk about, which is uh, the five steps that you teach people to help them find their first profitable online business idea, or in in the case where uh, a business owner is 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 maybe thinking of transitioning onto online. So let's Perfect. let's walk through what those five steps look like. And then I, I think I'll dig in a little bit more so we can kind of expand on the conversation.
1: Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And this business idea audit, this was made after I had clients coming to me just being so confused and overwhelmed with what it was they wanted to do with creating their business. And the audit helps them to look at the business from a high level point and to see what would be the best path to take and the path of least resistance because they're a new business owner, there's a lot of information to get their hands on. So you wanna pick a business idea that will help them capitalize on what they already know and then to make sure it's profitable because in the end of the day, that's an important part of their business. Right. So this audit just takes away all the guesswork and it looks at their business ideas they have, how much credibility they have in that area or niche, how much content they can produce and what that would look like, and then their curiosity and how much cash they could realistically get from this business idea.
0: That's awesome. So what? Uh, so step one being actually identifying the business idea. So if this is a non-entrepreneur or an, we'll call it more of an aspiring entrepreneur, because you mm-hmm. you specifically help people transition out of the corporate world or that nine to five world and they're, they're, there's that desire to want to uh, start an online business. But I, I feel like this could be also applicable to somebody who's already started a business, but is maybe like either struggling and, and they're just not sure if this is like the right idea. So do you mind kind of walking through e- each of the steps? Obviously, s- step one being identify what the business idea and just kind of what that exercise kind of looks like.
1: Of course. So you hit the nail on the head. It's for all aspiring entrepreneurs and so anyone who's having a hard time really nailing down their desired business idea. So it takes all the confusion and overwhelm out of it and just puts it into a systematic approach. And the first step, like you mentioned, is to get down all of your ideas on paper. Because a lot of times when you're starting out, you get caught up in the how to make this happen. And you spend too much time just thinking about it and not enough time actually going out implementing and seeing if this idea could actually work. So the first step is to just a brain dump. All the information, all the ideas you have, no matter how small or big they might seem, how maybe impossible or possible, just dump them down onto a list. And I like to set it up and to have five columns. or Yeah, five columns. And with this, understanding what your thoughts are in your thinking process of what you want to pursue. And just the first step, brain dump all your business ideas. Right. So write them down just to get them out of your head.
0: You, and you're, you're you're like all ideas, right? Because mm-hmm. I've, over my lifetime, I've had a lot of ideas, but I don't have the the technical skill. We'll say like, oh, I'd love to create this app or this this program or whatever, because I think this would be a brilliant business idea. Your, your suggestion is even include those, right? Because the exercise will eventually get to a point where you kind of score other categories that will help you decide whether that's a good business idea for that person to start or not, right?
1: Yes, definitely. Awesome. So that's okay, the cool. second part. It's credibility. So this is when you look at the business idea and you see how much credibility you have in this niche. So that's looking at your experience. Are you Do you have any certifications? Do you have any content written in this niche? Are you published in this niche? It's looking at how credible you are and how realistically, how experienced you are in this niche. And if, cause you want to start right away. So we don't want yeah. this to be something that you can do two years down the road right now. So right now, looking at your experience, how credible are you within this niche and teaching this subject to someone else? So Great. that's taking away the work of maybe like, oh, I don't know if I'm qualified enough or if this is a good idea. This is realistically looking down and saying, okay, will I stand out in the niche and will I be credible to attract a potential buyer?
0: Yeah. And and when they're going through this column by column, it's it's a scoring system or, or a yes, no kind of thing. So in this case, credibility, because I'll just share one example I've always had is just mm-hmm. like around the subject of artificial intelligence and machine learning. Okay. I have no experience in that or technical (laughs) skills. So I would brain dump all the ideas. And then as I'm going through the columns, when it comes to credibility, I would say yes or no, or, or a score. What's your system? What does that look like?
1: I like to, for each column, it's a bit different, but for credibility, I like to actually list out what qualifications or what contact or what articles I've written in this area. So I actually would like to write that down because okay. you want to do that for proof later on when you're marketing the business. Right. So, so I would suggest to write it down.
0: Okay. So write down the qualification. So in my case, machine learning, zero. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. However, if okay. I were to go <laughs> to something that's more financially related, um, like uh, investments or banking or whatever it is, I could include things like my CFP designation and all the different courses I've done over the years. That mm-hmm. I, I was in that industry. That's what you're you're getting to, right?
1: Yes. And you awesome. also want okay. to include any type of clients you've worked with. So that's experience that you can leverage as well. And it's also important to leverage your degrees and your past corporate experience. Because okay. a lot of my clients that come from corporate and they can utilize the experiences that they have had in their business. So you really have to investigate and figure out how you can utilize what you have done Experiences, your knowledge to help someone in this specific niche. And then once you brain dump and do all the credibility that you have, this is when you score it.
0: Right. So okay. you want
1: to score from one to ten. One means not so credible, ten <coughs> highly credible. So this will all make sense at the end, but this is where you put numbers to it so yeah. we can get a better idea moving forward and which business idea is the best for you to pursue.
0: Cool. Okay. So now that we've mm-hmm. we've done business ideas. Then yep. once we have all our business ideas, we start looking at the, cat- the, the category of credibility. What's my background? What's my experience? What's my knowledge? You, start, you list that all out. You score mm-hmm. that accordingly. Then, then what's the next step? What, what would they want to explore next?
1: All right. The next one is content. So this is the content that you could teach someone. So this is what they'd pay for. And I don't want people to get stuck in the learning in that earning stage. I want them to be able to earn while they're learning. So with my program, I utilize a 90 day system to teach, to work with clients one-to-one basis. So with your content, you want to think about what you know right now that you could teach this particular person in this niche. So you want to jot down all the ideas that you have and off the back of this, when you score it, I want you to think about how fast you could create this content. Like, do you know it up like the back of your hand or would you have to do some research? So this one, the scoring again is one to 10. So one would be, oh, I'd have to spend a few years researching in this and doing interviews. 10, oh, I have a system I already use with clients. I know what to do. I've done it myself. I can teach someone right now.
0: Okay, I like that. And because especially... Kind of building off of the credibility, you're you're you had mentioned almost the the situation of somebody who's worked in. This is my example is almost more particular to somebody transitioning away from nine to five. So they've worked in this career for an extended period of time, and then even within that career, they've they just naturally gravitated towards maybe a certain type of client or a certain kind of work. So now when they're they're talking about content, they're like, oh. I actually have content already created. I just didn't think of it in the sense of content. So they could take a lot of that process or those lessons that they would learned over their career and create that into some form of content being either a course or an ebook or blogs or videos. That's what you're, you're, you're suggesting, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Awesome. Okay. I would suggest for when looking at this audit for contents, I always suggest people start with doing one-to-one mentorships when they're first starting a business, just so they can nail down the process and not waste time creating intellectual property before they like nail their messaging and their ideal client. Okay. This is stuff that you could teach someone in person. So you don't have to spend the time creating like worksheets and stuff like that. So it's just understanding the process and how, fast or when you could be able to be able to teach someone with this knowledge
0: right right so your your suggestion is to because speed to results being important you're saying mm-hmm. that look at it from a perspective of what could you teach one-to-one yes. quickly okay okay
1: mm-hmm. like what can you sense. teach if there's if there was a client coming to you tomorrow saying i need help with this problem that you can help me solve what would you teach them on a one to one basis?
0: Right. Okay. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Now we've got content figured out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would assume then, same thing as you would score from one to 10. Um, yeah. One being you have either no content, 10 being mm-hmm. there's an abundance of it, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yep. Exactly.
0: Then what's next?
1: This is my favorite one, curiosity. So this is looking at how passionate you are about this niche and business idea because it takes time to build a business and you want to do it for a few years or your whole life. <laughs> so it's important that you're curious to want to explore this business idea or to spend time within this niche, working with this type of clients. So rating from one to 10, one, really not interested, 10. I'm very excited every day to wake up, to get more information about this and to spend time with clients in this niche. So okay. one to 10 scale. Pretty
0: simple. And pretty self-explanatory, yeah. <laughs> yes, yep. <laughs> All right, yep. <laughs> so curiosity, check. Now the, it sounds like we're at the fifth and final one, which I'm gonna guess is money. How profitable yes. could the business be? So let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that.
1: All right, this is one of my favorite parts. So you wanna look for proof that this business idea is profitable. So when doing this, this is when you research the competition in that niche. You'll go in and see what they're offering and then see at the price point that they're charging because we want to realistically see okay, what can I get for coaching in this area and what are people already charging? So, this is when you go out, do research, and note down the prices. So, in the column, I always write down what they're offering, like the competitors in the niche and what the price points are. So, do that. And then, as you do this for all of your business ideas, you look at one to 10 and say, okay, one they're not charging very much or 10 this is a premium high level high ticket client that i can attract so you want to rate it that and i i always like to get a basics and look at my goals for my business and early on and see is this something that i'd be interested in doing and is this the type of money i want to make
0: right so if (laughs) um I'm trying to think of some examples. Actually, in your, your, one of your videos you shared with me was the example was dog walking, which I, I, yeah. I like that idea. And, <laughs> and so you do your research and, and you, you find that price range that you, the average person is charging for dog walking. Mm-hmm. So the exercise would be you write down that number and then you would score that according to the more the lifestyle that you're looking to build. Is that yes. kind of the idea? Okay. So if you're thinking of this business as I'm hoping to exit my nine to five and transition eventually to this business, will the, the rate in which is normal to charge for this service be able to support the lifestyle that I currently have as well as aspire to have?
1: Definitely. And it's okay. important to realize it's just a starting point. But you have to have income goals and think like, okay, if one client, I can make $1,000 per month with one client and I only need $5,000 per month, five clients is very doable.
0: Right. So you have to
1: look at your goals and what's realistic. And then when you're looking at the competition, you have to see the experience that they have and adjust the price accordingly so that you are able to position yourself in a way that speaks to what experience you have and is... I don't want to say fair by the consumer, but is realistic for what you can actually get as a new coach.
0: Right. Yeah. If if you're going the route of coaching. Um, so why don't we use an example that we we actually both do, which is building uh, sales funnels and helping entrepreneurs with sales funnels. And the reason I want okay. to use that one is because uh, more so on the, the category of pricing is, and there's a lot of other services out there that it would be similar to this. It can be really wide ranging as far as what you can Mm -hmm. charge for uh, that kind of service is, uh, because based on the research I did, it was anywhere from I even found people that did it for like a couple hundred bucks all the way up to like big names like Russell Brunson's (laughs) company when he like they do and build sales funnels for people. It's a hundred thousand dollars upfront plus. 10% of the revenue that goes through the funnel up to uh, a maximum of a million dollars. So in a sense, it could be a million dollars that they're paying for that funnel. That's a pretty wide gap. So if somebody (laughs) has a business idea that they're looking to start and then they get to that pricing category and they Mm -hmm. find something like that, what would be your advice to them as far as helping them figure out like what's the right price For them to realistically charge so that they can kind of help themselves go through this audit.
1: Definitely. Okay. So, when doing this, it's important to look at your ideal client and who you'd be interested to work with because the Russell Brunson, he is working with a high caliber client who probably already makes six figures plus. Yeah.
0: If not seven or eight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or even more. So when you're first starting out, when you're researching your competition, look for someone who is one or two steps ahead of you. So maybe they've been in business for two years. They've already helped a handful of clients, in which you have not. You look at what they're charging. You want to be at ballpark. And then again, you want to look at your experience. So do you have a proven track record that you can show results for? And if you mm-hmm. can, if you can show that this will help your client receive X results, then you can charge that worth and you want to look at the results that the clients are able to get. And you really want to own those benefits. So whatever the benefit is, you need to look at your ideal client and think what realistically will they pay to receive this benefit? Okay. And then I always like to do market research as well with this and spend some time with ideal clients and say, okay, like realistically, what will you charge or what would you pay for this? And what is it worth to you? because you want to like look at your experience and the outcome that the client will get and kind of mash those together and figure out like, what is this worth to the clients? And like you said, there was a huge range. I think you said like a hundred to a million. Or yeah, <laughs> that huge range.
0: it's, it's kind of crazy because if you go on, like in the, in the category of sales funnels, just mm-hmm. for this example, if you go on places like Upwork um, or what's the other one I'm thinking, uh, Fiverr, you Five, you'll yep. see people that are 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 the way and and this might be just their method of of acquiring leads is they'll list this like really ridiculously low price point as far as like I'll build you a sales funnel at starting at like 150 bucks and you're like what anybody who's actually <laughs> built sales funnels uh and or is familiar with the kind of work that goes into it, you're like, no, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. But that could be enticing to somebody who is looking for that service, but is kind of strapped for cash, right? Um, So if, I I guess now if like, maybe we almost need to take a step back is is I might be focusing too much on that because if you, as the audit goes, you can look at each Mm -hmm. of these categories and then the price point may get almost nullified by the fact that you look at other aspects of the audit and you go, well, I don't have the high enough experience or the, enough content in that category to to even make this a viable business idea. So the the price point almost becomes irrelevant, right? So let's maybe take a quick step back from that and okay. and just go through. Now somebody's gone through this whole process. Okay. They've gone through, they've listed all their business ideas. They've started scoring the categories. Now what? What do do they do next?
1: This is the fun part. (laughs) So this is when you look at the four columns, the credibility, content, curiosity, and cash, and you rank them. So we discussed this before. You rank them from one to 10, one being the low end, 10 being the high end in each category. And then, so you want to do that for those four columns, business ideas. You just keep them business ideas. And then you want to add up that score and the total you can get is 40 and you want to see which of your business ideas ranks the highest with your score after completing the audit. So this will help you to know what niche or business idea in which I've listed is the most, do I have the most credibility in? Will I be seen as an expert? Can I realistically create content and help someone with this business idea now? And then do you enjoy it? And realistically, how much money can I make? So it's a blend of all of those to find the path of least resistance that you can start working on now Right. to get experience in a niche with the specific type of ideal clients and just start going out there and going after this business idea.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I, I like that. I think that makes more sense because I think I was just getting a little too focused on the pricing, okay, yeah. <laughs> which I think a lot of people would, to be honest, because mm-hmm. they would go like, okay, yeah, great, great, great. But how much money can I make? <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean? I, it, and Pricing and,
1: is a hard one because it takes a lot of research. So when I work with my clients, we'll do the audit, but then we'll spend a week or so just looking at the price,
0: hmm. and what they
1: can charge. So there's a lot of research that goes into finding like, okay, what well, could you actually charge? So that one, it's you have to make your best educated guess, but there will be more research after you pick your business idea.
0: Okay, okay. So now we've scored it. Po- highest possible score is 40. Um, yeah. And then really they just rank them as far as scores. And And then your advice is basically take the one that is at the top and, and just focus in on that one. Kind of take all those other mm-hmm. ones, set them aside. Don't, don't, don't succumb to shiny object syndrome like most entrepreneurs <laughs> will. Uh, and then you just start building the business around that and start looking for clients.
1: Yes, definitely. And like you said, shiny object syndrome. I've fallen to that so many times. And you're an entrepreneur, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to really just find one thing and stick to it. And I find a lot of times that my clients spend so much time in their head thinking about what would be the best business idea. This helps them this helps them just to get it down on paper and to figure out which would be the best thing for them to pursue now wow. and then just to go after it. So it gives them some level of I would say confidence if knowing that this would be a good business idea for them to pursue. It takes away the guesswork and the thinking, just go do it. Like now this is what you want. Just start doing it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's more about just creating a system that helps identify what is a, uh, or is their first profitable business idea, not necessarily the best, right? Because a lot of Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs tend to, actually start multiple businesses or how eventually create multiple sources of income. So your exercise is more to help them focus, help them identify that first profitable business idea so that they can start putting the energy and and time behind that without the, the distraction of really like figuring out how or what to do.
1: Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's
0: awesome. So would, uh, what, what, Okay, now let's paint a different picture. So somebody's gone through this exercise. They found their first profitable business idea. What would be that next step that you would want, you would suggest that they take? Is, Is there usually a pretty defined next step or can it vary depending on maybe the business idea itself?
1: So after they have the business idea solidified, you want to go and do research with your ideal client. And it's depending on how much experience you have in this niche. It might be easy just to reach out to someone you have helped already, or you can go into Facebook groups and reach out and do like polls and stuff like that. Cause you want to figure out for your messaging, your marketing and for your content that you actually offer in the course, you want to figure out what this ideal client wants. You want to address their biggest pain points. So where they currently are and what their brand new day, where they want to be after working with you, your product or service. So we're trying to find that gap. The gap is the information that you teach them to help them get from point A to point B. So now it's about looking at your business idea and that niche and what you're interested in, going out and spending some time with a ideal client and figuring out what it is you actually need to provide. And then when you spend time with them and hear about their pains and what they want at the end of the day, that's your marketing. So now it's figuring out, okay, what does this person want? What am I going to provide them? And how am I going to attract them by utilizing their words and their wants and needs to market to them and to tell them, okay, I have this solution for you to help to get from A to B.
0: Right. I think that's really important because uh, the identifying the gap is, is, mm-hmm. is the key. I, I know I've been guilty of this, is making the assumption, I know what my target market wants, versus going in and listening and finding out what they actually want and mm-hmm. and whether you, you you go through if you do this business audit and you're like oh this this business idea scored a 36 so you're like super <laughs> pumped and you're like i totally know what they want and then you start creating your marketing and your your messaging and your your content and then you launch it with facebook ads or whatever it is and all of a sudden it's just like crickets and it misses the mark. Mm-hmm. like I don't understand. According to the audit, this should have been an amazing business idea. But they they probably missed that step that you suggested, which is, okay, you've identified the business. Now go and be an observer, right? Go mm-hmm. observe, go communicate, go find in their words what it is that you, the problem that you can solve for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. And this can be really easy. Like I have created... I think like a five question survey and posted in Facebook groups where this potential ideal client would sit, just ask them like, Hey, would you mind filling this out? Or maybe offering free coaching sessions in exchange for them, I guess, to just answer your questions. it's You find that there are a lot of people who are willing to exchange some information for some time or some benefit that you can give them. And this really helps you just figure out, like you said, to overlook what you think they want and actually find out what they do want. And then this is gold for marketing. They're telling you word for word their problems and the solution they want. And that's what you need to be able to speak to them and attract them when you're marketing your service.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%.
0: So I think I think that's great because there's there's a lot of people that struggle with the, the desire to want to have their own business. Mm-hmm. But can't figure out the right business idea maybe they've got a whole bunch of them floating in their head but then like you said they're like i just don't know which one to pick and and put forward and put energy behind uh part of it probably has to do with fear of like picking Mm -hmm. the wrong one per se but with the the process that you shared with us today that kind of takes that away which is great so and 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 thanks for sharing. I really appreciate that. Of course. What, um, is there anything that I didn't ask or that we didn't cover that you would want to add to the conversation today?
1: I think you hit on fear. And when you first start a business and you're in corporate or just an aspiring entrepreneur in general, it can be, there's a lot of fear and hesitation because this is something new. It's out of your comfort zone. And it's important to let not let that hold you back or not let your limiting beliefs or the thoughts of others stop you from pursuing a desired goal. So my biggest, biggest, biggest advice would be to every day do one or two things that will move you forward towards your goal. Because if you spend too much time thinking about it, that's when you are like, Oh no, this might not work. And you get caught up in the what ifs. You just have to start doing it and you'll, you'll make mistakes, you'll fail. And that's how you learn. So it's all about just putting in steps each and every day, and focusing on one thing, and then keep trying again and again, get the help that you need, and just keep working towards one goal, and it will come to fruition.
0: That is an amazing segue into how I <laughs> like to wrap up every episode, which is, what is that one thing <laughs> that you would suggest the audience takes as a next step to help them uncover that first profitable business idea for them, or if they're already in business to validate whether this is the right business to be putting the energy and time
1: behind? I would. There's two things here. I would spend time with my ideal client as much as I can, because I cannot tell you how important it is just to really understand what they need. Because I've wasted so much time just guessing what it is that they need and want. But if you spend the time with them, that will help you with all aspects of your business. And that will give you some validation that yes, there are people out here. This is what they're struggling with. This is their situation. And this is what they want. And this is what they'll pay someone to get. So, really spend time with your ideal client and then get the help wherever you need it. Because a lot of times we think we have to go at it on our own and we don't. So, find the help that you need just to get you on your next step and to give you the skills and knowledge, the knowledge that you need just to take desired business and keep moving it forward every single day.
0: I think that is very solid advice. And so if somebody wanted to gain access to uh, or learn more about this business audit process, where can Mm -hmm. they learn more about that and also learn more about you?
1: Sure. So I have a link I can give you and you can share with them that will give them access to this audit. And within this training, it's a video training. I Walk them through some examples. I think I had like a dog training one, something silly. <laughs> it just shows them the psychology behind this process and how to walk through it themselves. So then they can do the exercise and figure out what business they want to pursue. And then you can find me on social media. My name is Nicole Prentice. I can give you links to my Facebook. I'm on all the platforms, but I spend a lot of time on Facebook. So the best way to reach me is to connect with me, drop me a message, and that's I would love to go from there.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'll make sure to include that in the show notes and uh, video oh. description. And uh, one, actually, one thing I wanted to to share real quick okay. is, um, or if you could share is, so you you're you're an Amazon author. You have a, a book on Amazon, and I was wondering if you could real quickly share how you actually went about writing that book. Uh, and 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 the process behind it because I think that was super interesting and maybe we'll leave that as a teaser for perhaps a follow-up episode
1: sure of course so this was a very fun project as a part of and the book started with a group of there were 20 of us who were in the same mentorship program and we all came together we're like we want to inspire others and for us to reach them with utilizing our story to show them like, yes, I understand what you're going through. If they can relate to what your journey is to show them like, this is what I went through and then to give them information that will what their next step. So it was an inspirational piece. And we all got together and compiled. Here's the book. (laughs) So we all compiled our own story, telling them where we were before we started our own business, what life was like, Some parts of the journey, the highlights, the low parts, and to give them information on how they can be successful in their own journey to their desired outcomes. And the main way that we were able to make this happen was by combining our networks. Because when you have 20 women who are actively promoting themselves on social media every day, that's a huge reach. So we were able to become a best selling author because. The promotion and the network that we had promoting this book, and really just the sole goal behind it is just to inspire others and to give them the information that they need to live their best life. We just marketed the hell out of it and we kept pushing this campaign. And then we launched the book, and I found that it was successful because of the sheer impact it had with the 20 ladies involved. And it was a great process, and I can if anyone wants to become a bestselling author, I would recommend getting together. They have a similar idea and they have a similar goal and then coming together because reading 12 stories is a lot more powerful than just reading one. So it's a bigger impact in the end and it's a lot more fun in the process.
0: Yeah. It was when you shared how you, you went about going like just getting 20 people together, sharing their stories and then throwing that, putting that all together. And then that's a book I was like, that is so brilliant. <laughs> is, yeah, it, it just—it's such a great idea. So, um, I'd love to maybe unpack that a little bit more in a follow-up episode if you'd be open to it, because I just think there's a lot of people listening who have always desired, like, oh, I'd love to write a book, but man, like, what a daunting task to write a book and publish a book. And But there's so much value there as far as, as building authority and, and just there's so mm-hmm. much value behind it. So maybe what we'll do is, if, again, if you're open to it, is we'll, we'll reconnect later on and, and we'll talk more about that whole process and that whole journey and, and how somebody else could duplicate that. Because I think that would be a fun episode.
1: Yes, of course. It was a great process. And after going through it, it's, it's simple. And I'd love to teach others how to do the same.
0: That's awesome. Cool. Well, I really enjoyed our conversation, Nicole. Um, so thanks a lot for, for being a guest and uh, definitely looking forward to future conversations.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Get Coached podcast. If you're looking for more information, you can head over to our website, which is getcoachedpodcast.com. You'll find the show notes for this and every other episode there. And if getting actionable advice every week from professional coaches is something you want more of, then make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.